Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. I am Matt right here, and today I have a guest, Travis. You might know him on Twitter as the greatest 49 and it's a the with an A. Uh, Travis, you want to give yourself a little introduction? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at the greatest 49 You know, uh, you could go ahead and give me a follow, you know, j- just here to interact with my 49er fam, you know, the faithful. Yeah, so Travis has joined the show today, and we have kind of a special episode. 49ers are in a bit of turmoil right now with all of the injuries, and actually probably like 20 minutes before we started recording today, George Kittle was ruled out. Um, Also, Jimmy's out. The only like surprising guy that was out was Dre Greenlaw, but at the same time, DJ Jones is active, so that's big that he's going to be playing. Um, but me and Travis are psyched about a guy by the name of Jarek McKinnon. You also might know him as Jet McKinnon. And our episode today is mostly going to be on him because we expect him to have a big game, be a huge part of the offense. I mean, he might be one of the biggest weapons right now. Raheem Mostert's out. Tevin Coleman's out. Um, and then I said uh, Kittle's out. So basically, you don't have that many guys. in. Oh, also Debo's out. So a lot of the guys are going to be gone. Nick Mullins is going to be the starter. They're playing the, the New York Giants, who are not a good football team by any means. And I think that they're going to try to pound the rock today or Sunday. And the, th- the cool thing about McKinnon is that he is going to be probably the featured back in the offense. Now, we're going to see some touches and stuff from Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jamichael Hasty, who I'm really big on. I'm a big Hasty guy. I think I'm super excited to see him for the first time. Um, but – Let's just give you guys a kind of a brief introduction of who Jarek McKinnon is. He's had a very interesting career to this point. Um, so to start, he went to Georgia Southern, and he was actually teammates with Matt Breida there, former 49er. But the cool thing about them is that Matt Breida played running back while Jeb McKinnon was a triple option quarterback. So super weird coming out of school. Um, and then this is my favorite thing about Jeb McKinnon. He is probably the – I think he's the most athletic running back ever to be in the game. Um, maybe some guys that like Bo Jackson and stuff. But I don't I don't know. Travis, have you ever heard of like spark scores? You ever heard of that? No, I don't think so. So I think they call it like the NFL player profile or something along, along that name now. But they used to call it spark score. And basically what it was was a way to measure how athletic a guy is and – and like they take all these different percentiles. So they have, you know, like a 40, like a 40 yard dash one. Then they have a speed score, a burst score, an agility score, and then like a bench score. Okay. Jarek McKinnon is the 100th percentile for running backs. Basically stating he is the most athletic guy when you like break down those numbers of like, okay, what is his streak come? What's his 40? What's all this? Yeah. So he scored the highest out of all of them. And so I'm going to go through them real quick. So at the combine, he ran a 4 4 one 40-yard dash, which is 96th percentile for running backs. His speed score was 91st percentile. Burst score, 97th. Agility score, 94th. And his bench press, he had 32 reps, and that's 99th percentile. He's five foot nine, 209 pounds, and he put up 32 reps on the bench. So insane. And the, the best thing about this is that his like they give like a best athletic comp like the best comparable guy in terms of athleticism. His was Ladanian Tomlinson, 
who is probably one of – he's probably my favorite player of all time, favorite athlete of all time. Um, I grew up in San Diego, so grew up as a little kid loving LT. I have a ton of LT jerseys, even though I'm a 49ers fan. I, 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 when I was a little yeah. kid, I, I liked the Chargers because of LT. But so it's super cool to see that kind of stuff. And he's just had an interesting career. He gets drafted in the third round after being a triple option quarterback to play running back in the NFL out of Georgia Southern, not a very big school. So he gets drafted in the third round, 96 overall by the Vikings. And he's Adrian Peterson's backup, you know, another Hall of Fame running back right here. A lot of Hall of Fame running back comparisons. Um, he stays there for a while. Eventually, I think it was him and Latavis Murray that kind of like were the, the two featured guys in the Vikings uh, offense a few I years think, back. Uh, Toby Gerhardt. Toby Gerhardt was there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so some good backs. Um, mm-hmm. Never really emerged as like the main guy in the Vikings offense. But then after being on the Vikings, he signs a four-year, $30 million deal in 2018 with the Niners. And that was the first offseason of Lynch and Shanahan. So they just give him a ton of dough. And his, his contract's been revised since then and because this is the third year that he's been on that deal. So he signs that mega deal. Everyone's super psyched. Okay, this is the Shanahan guy. Like, he loves him. Obviously, he pays him a ton of money. Two years with knee injuries. And they were, they were weird, too, because it wasn't like – Oh, he came in. He didn't play a single regular season snap. And it was at the end of preseason for both of those injuries, if I remember correctly. So super odd. Um, Travis, what was your kind of thought? Like, just wondering, like, when he got hurt and then he got hurt again? Because I was just kind of like, I was just feeling for the guy. Yeah, it definitely sucked 100%. But um, we we hadn't seen him take a regular season snap yet, you know? So – um, we didn't know the impact that he would have for us, right? So it's not like, you know, it was like a super big blow at the same time, you know, but we just paid this guy all this money, so it was. You know, our team wasn't very good at the time, you know. So, you know, I could, I could see why we paid him all that money, you know what I'm saying, uh, gave him a, a fat contract. We kind of had that money to just throw around at the time. We didn't have no good players that were getting money, you know, like we are right now. So, you know, and then when he got hurt, it, it sucked. It definitely sucked. I felt for the guy, you know, I wanted to see him super bad, you know, under Shanahan and what Shanahan could do with him. But, you know, it, it, the way I looked at it is, you know, he, he'd be, he'll be back, you know. Yeah. And, and, and now he is. Um, yeah. Also, I said that he was signed in the Shanahan Lynch first year. It was actually their second offseason. I just realized okay. that because – um, Carlos Hyde was the main back the year before, but he was yeah. going to be that guy because they let Carlos Hyde walk. So I, I just realized that right now. Um, so he's out for those two years, and this year he's come back in. Um, obviously, the Niners had a lot of other running backs, and running back wasn't a big issue, like with him being out. You know, they have Matt Breida. They have uh, Tevin Coleman. And so they just had a lot of backs that could still, like, take that role and, and come in there. Jeff Wilson last year just came in and did well. Um, so – They've been fine at running back, but definitely a boost to see him in the offense. I mean, last week he picked up, what was it, a third and 31, and oh, they ran yeah. that outside draw play, which was sweet. And you, it, you, <laughs> uh, go ahead. It, it, looked like the, it looked like the Raheem Mostert third and eight draw, but it was yeah. third and 31. <laughs> and you see on that play how he kind of like, he kind of went, he went straight up the gut, right? And then, and then and it looked like he went in between the center and the guard, right? And he was kind of just going straight, right? And then he's saying, I think it was a safety come at him. And then that's when he pivoted and went this way. 
and you see it was like a wide open hole straight like to the left and it, it was just so awesome like seeing him like change direction you know like with all these guys coming at him backed up third and you know 31 you know whatever it was it, it was just so awesome it, yeah I feel like he's an easy guy to just root for every time you see him on the field um and so for this week I think and we'll talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about fantasy just because he's such a notable guy in fantasy this week. Obviously, Saquon Barkley, Chris McCaffrey are out. Michael Thomas is out. A lot of big-name guys are out. So people are trying to stream fantasy. I don't know how much you play fantasy, Travis, but it's he's a good stream option this week. He's probably the best one. Um, and so if you're interested in picking him up, I think it's a great move. I actually have him in every single league because I have McCaffrey in every single league, and now he's down, which – not good. <laughs> um, so first two weeks, and this is PPR numbers, 13.4 points, then 13.7. He has a touchdown in each week. First week, he had a receiving touchdown last week. He ran one in. And he's going to be the main guy. So I think that we're going to see a lot of him. I saw some like projection of his touches. I don't know how accurate these are, but they basically projected him to get 10 carries, five catches. But the thing is, he's going to be getting schemed up place he's gonna be they like Kyle knows that okay this is the best back this week this is the best guy we have on the roster he can make the biggest impact on the backfield so his 10 touches um compared to say Jeff Wilson has 10 touches they're gonna be used in a lot of different situations so I think that he's gonna have a great week I'm super excited for him um and then Travis me and you were talking about say he kind of gets the ball rolling does he have a shot for comeback player of the year um, I'll let you start out with that because you haven't talked that much so far, but what do you think about him potentially being a comeback player that you're a candidate? I definitely think he's already in the mix, right? Like you got all these other guys, right, that may have missed all last year or most of last year, right? This guy's missed the last two years in a row, you know what I'm saying? And then and then put that on top of the fact that he scored a touchdown each week so far, right? So he's on pace right now for 16 touchdowns, right? So, it, it, like, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to do that, right? But that's what he's on pace for. So, uh, let's just say the guy has 10 touchdowns this year with 800 to 1,000 rushing yards, which you know, I don't know how feasible that is, you know, because, you know, uh, Mostert and Coleman, I know they're going to miss a few weeks. So, you know, but I definitely think that let, let's just say that he's able to play the whole year healthy, which I pray he can, you know, and, and he keeps doing what we've seen, right? And now he's going to have an uptick in, in carries and uptick in catches, just in touches in general. So I think if he keeps scoring and he keeps doing what he's doing, there's no way that we don't give it to him after missing two years. Like, we see what this guy's doing on the field. Like, his, his change of direction, his vision, his catching, his running, you know, like – he's doing it all right now. And it's like, how do you not give it to that guy who's missed the last two years at such a, a crucial position? Like you take so much damage at the running back position, you cut a lot, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't, I, you know, I just don't see how you don't, you don't give it to this, to this guy. Yeah. I, I feel like he has to be in the mix and I'll go through some of the guys that are leading the charge right now. A couple of them I totally understand couple of them, I don't really know why they're on this list, to be honest, <laughs> um, because I feel like McKinnon's a much better option. But he's not even really up there right now, and I think this is the week where he can emerge as a candidate. That's what my thoughts are. So leading the charge right now is Big Ben. Uh, 
and I definitely understand that one. If they become a playoff team, Big Ben throws for over 4,000 yards, I think he'll probably win it just because he's playing the premier position of the NFL at quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. yeah, another guy on here is Robert Gronkowski. He Last week he didn't have a catch. <laughs> so I don't and, – and their offense is just so stacked. I don't think he's going to be some, like, huge player. Um, and it's most, mostly the name value there. The other guy that's up on the top of the chart is Cam Newton. Same thing as Big Ben. If he comes out, has a great year because last year he had the last couple of years he's had the, the brutal shoulder injuries. And last week he threw for 397 yards against the Seahawks. Now they have an atrocious pass defense. I've talked about this before on oh, this podcast atrocious. and other podcasts. Um, it's their their defensive line is horrible. And Cam Newton was sitting in the pocket with all day to throw. But still, he has I think he has like four rushing touchdowns already, three or four. Um, yeah, four. He's another guy. Him and Big Ben have got to be the the main guys. But outside of outside of those two guys, I don't really. I think McKinnon can be the third guy. Um, you got JJ Watt. I don't know really why he would win it. Um, maybe if he has some has some crazier. I just I don't know. I don't really see that. Matthew Stafford. The Lions are horrible. <laughs> you got to You got to be on a contending team or win or do something. AJ Green on the last Thursday night football game. He looked awful. He he caught three of 13 passes. And I am, I'm a huge A.J. Green guy. I've always liked him. Um, he has really cool stories about how he kind of became a marquee player in the NFL and how he kind of grew up and his background. So if you haven't ever looked into that, I, I recommend doing that. But he's not the same guy anymore. He's been out for like – he's had this, a similar type of like injury span that Jared McKinnon has because I don't think he's been healthy since like 2017. 2016 it's been a long time for AJ Green um Alex Smith I don't think he's going to see the the field Nick Foles Trubisky actually hasn't looked that bad like he hasn't looked super good but he hasn't looked that bad and I think he's going to be the starter for too long for Foles to have a shot um Miles Garrett Antonio Brown I don't know if Antonio Brown's even going to play and I don't know what Miles Garrett's coming back from except for a suspension so I don't really get that one um (laughs) and then the only other guy on this list that I'm looking at right here is Alden Smith Alden Smith could definitely do it. He had, I, I think he had a sack last week. Um, and I'm, I'm rooting for Alden Smith. He's had a, a brutal life, but one of the most – he might be the most talented player outside of LaDainian Tomlinson that I've ever watched. Because what did he have? He came in the league, 14 and a half sacks, then 19 the second year, and then it kind of fell apart after that. But that's the thing that's crazy is that Alden Smith, he was good so long ago. And he's had such a long break from football and all this. And, like, he can still come up and put production on the field. Five years later, and he's still stuffing the stat sheet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't – so, he has a shot. um, But outside of Big Ben and um, Cam Cam Newton, Newton. I think that McKinnon can kind of emerge as that third guy of the group. And that would be super cool for him. I believe that all the awards have three finalists, I think. Maybe that's just MVP. But if they're – if he's like known as like the third finalist for that award, I'll, that's I'll awesome. take it. That's yeah, I'll awesome. Take it. Yeah. And that's something that where you can recognize like, Hey, this guy's been through so much and he has, and he's going to have a great year. Um, so that's kind of it for the McKinnon part of the episode. I feel like super awesome, dude, such a cool, interesting story. I hope that he can just emerge as, Hey, the Niners, you know, they've had all these injuries, but guess what? McKinnon came in and he was that guy that they thought he was when they signed him in 2018, even after the injuries, so this week, I think he's going to ball out, and I think he's going to be a very important piece of the offense moving forward. Um, with that said, next week, or 
on Sunday. This is we're recording on Friday, so two days. The Niners are playing the Giants, sadly, on the bad turf at MetLife Field, MetLife Stadium. I little odd. Um, ton of guys are down. I still think that the Niners handle this team pretty easily. I, I don't. The, the Giants are not a good team. Daniel Jones. I know he gets a lot of love in New York. Probably a lot of hate too, because the New York media is very up and down with just a lot of their players. It's just, I don't know. I just don't really see it in him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's okay. He's not bad, but he's just, he doesn't move the needle. I, he really yeah. doesn't move the needle. Daniel Jones is, is, is iffy, right? Because like his rookie year, I thought he had, I thought he had a, a pretty good rookie year aside from all the fumbles, right? Like he threw for 27 touchdowns, you know, but it's just like, you know, the, the coaching staff, they don't have a good offensive line. They don't have very good players around him. And I just haven't seen that that next step from that that leap from year one to year two where he's progressed. You know? So Yeah, and and this Giants defense, this this is why I don't think the 49ers are gonna have a problem with them. This Giants defense is horrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's flat out horrible. Their defensive line, they have some guys that you that you should kind of know of. Um, Leonard Williams, he yeah. used to be in the Jets, solid player. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Tomlinson, he's a solid player. Dexter Lawrence, they took him in the Clemson. first round. And, yeah, but he's not that great of a player. Like, he's not – I don't think he's a first-round talent. A lot of people really question that pick. Um, Lorenzo Carter plays Sam backer for them. He's kind of just been like an okay guy. He yeah. played, He was came out Buffalo. of third round pick out of Georgia. Yeah. 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 Um, and then at linebacker they have a guy Oshan Jimenez. I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> um, and Kyle <laughs> Frackle, who I don't know who that is either. Um, but they they have Blake Martinez, who was a solid player in at Green Bay. He's a tackling machine. So they have a solid middle linebacker. A, and below average defensive line. The other linebackers are nothing exciting. Um, the corners are Logan Ryan and James Bradbury. Bradbury got signed this year. He's a solid corner. Logan Ryan, he's okay. Not really much uh, there. Logan and, is uh, from the Patriots, right? And then the other dude's from the Panthers, right? Yeah. Bradbury Bradbury has been, like, solid. But the yeah. Panthers haven't been very good. So, it's hard uh, to kind of – This is uh, Blake Martinez's first year with the Giants, right? Yeah, they signed him this year. That was like their big defensive signing. Oh, so 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 my next thing is is the Niners have already made that guy look dumb. <laughs> yeah, and if he's if he's the quarterback of their defense, and the Giants know that he got absolutely demolished twice, because I think that was the biggest difference in just like oh the game's over when it started of two playoff teams of all of last year. Both times they met up. And they just exposed Blake Martinez over and over again. So <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of that again. <laughs> um, and and why not a guy like Jet McKinnon? Because that's the guy who Martinez is probably going to be lined up with quite a bit. So we might see McKinnon just have a field day in the passing game. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and we just want to do a kind of a quick overview of this uh, Giants game. I don't think there's a ton that should be taken away from it. I think that Nick Mullins is going to come in. He's going to run the offense. He's going to – Shanahan's going to kind of have them on a simple offense, run-heavy game, and I think they're going to take care of business. I don't think the Giants' offense is good enough without Saquon, especially because we've seen so, like time and time again, when you have a lot of change, it's hard to kind of adapt to that change. For the Giants, they're losing the most important player on their whole team. Um, and, and the 49ers are too. You know, they have, I mean, the 49ers have a ton of guys out, and still even with these guys that are filling in, 
they're a deep enough team that they're still much better than the Giants. And having Nick Mullins start, and maybe – I mean, I would probably say that I'd rather have Daniel Jones starting than Nick Mullins, but I'd also rather have Kyle Shanahan scheming up the plays probably more than anyone besides like an Andy Reid or Sean Payton, and those guys are kind of a push. So you have a, a head coach that can scheme up guys against middle linebacker Blake Martinez, who he has clearly shown he knows how to scheme up against him. I think it's going to be an easy win for the Niners. Not maybe yeah. not an easy win, but I think that the line right now is three and a half. I think that's a solid a solid bet to take because I don't know. I don't if they lose to the Giants, even with this depleted roster, I would be very very concerned. I think uh, a lot of Giants fans right are acting like. Uh them losing Saquon is going to make a difference. I honestly don't think it is. Honestly, I think he's going to be a non-factor anyways. He hasn't looked good this year, but I know that is a lot to do with their offensive line, right? And then they're just stacking the box and they're challenging Daniel Jones to beat them, which, you know, that's what defense was doing to him. So I'm not going to say he's a bad running back, but he's been a non-factor for the Jets thus far. You know, and we're a way better defense than anything they've seen. Way better linebacking core, way better defensive line, even injured. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just – I think he was going to be a non-factor anyways, personally. Yeah, and you, you brought up, like, how the Niners' defense stacks up against the Giants' defense, and it's so much better. The Giants would die to have a guy like Eric Armstead on their defensive line. They would – that would be the best player on their defense, you know? And he's like – it's like, oh, shoot – all these defensive players are going down for the Niners and they still have, they're still rolling out Eric Armstead and, you know, Javon Kenlaw, DJ Jones. Like these are still good players. So, yeah, yeah. and and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the whole season, but I think this week we're going to kind of see everyone kind of backpedaling like, Oh, the, the 49ers are an average team because they're still not an average team with all the injuries. Yes. And even being an average team with an elite play caller, you should be able to smoke the giants. I think. That are a below-average team with a shitty play call. <laughs> yeah, I, I will be – I think I'll be a little bit concerned if they don't win by a touchdown or more. And right. and even if they don't, I don't think it's like – I'm not going to be like – say they win by five points. I'm not going to be like freaking out about it because, I mean, you can win in a lot of five-point games. But they, they got to take care of business this week. That's kind of where I'm at. I think that they will do that. I don't think it's going to be super tough for them. Um because the team knows it's a big game. They're one and one. The whole division's two and zero, oh. um, and the division actually has some interesting matchups this week. I know that the Seahawks play the Cowboys, and the Cowboys' offense is going to probably do very well against the Seahawks. And at the same time, the Seahawks' offense is going to do very well against the Cowboys. That might be the most exciting game of the week. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if it's like. In both teams score in the 40s. Like, that could be a crazy high-scoring game. I wish both those teams could just take a L versus each other. <laughs> <laughs> just tie. <laughs> right, right, right. Why not? So go, to, I, I, go to overtime. The offenses just ball out in the in the first four quarters. Go to overtime. They just don't score. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I definitely yeah. agree, though. I think we're going to be run heavy this week. I think we're going to uh, – Kyle's going to draw up some, some simple plays for Nick Mullins to get into rhythm and get confidence, probably some bootlegs, you know, some, some rollouts, maybe, uh, you know, some play action passes, you know, little check downs to the running backs, you know, McKinnon. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to, you know, he's going to have Nick on a leash kind of like, like you said, you know. And, so. and, and it makes sense. And Nick's done that before. And he's, he's looked solid in the offense. Like we've seen him. We saw him in, was that 2018? He came in. He was a much better player than C.J. Beathard. It was a clear difference of this guy is much more talented. Nick Mullins is a solid backup quarterback. 
Yes. You are more comfortable having him come into a game than a lot of other guys. Um, and obviously, anytime, any single time a quarterback is out for the season, unless you're the Eagles, I guess, because they pulled this off somehow. But basically, nine times out of ten, your quarterback goes down. Your season's over if he's out for the year. The, what the backup quarterback's job is supposed to be is, hey, our quarterback – this is like literally what it's supposed to do. Our quarterback sprained his ankle. You know, Jimmy just sprained his ankle can you come in there and go one and one in two games? And he's going to have one game this week, which is probably the best type of guy you want, best type of team to play when your backup quarterback's in, in the Giants. And if he comes in, he wins this game, Jimmy's back against the Eagles, because that's what it sounds like is going to happen. Props to Nick Mullins, because he just did exactly what he's supposed to do. Nothing yes. more, nothing less. He comes in there, he throws for 250 yards, two touchdowns, takes care of, care of the ball, you know, goes like 60%, like 65% completion percentage hits the easy layup passes, but that's what you got to do. And I think that he's, I think he's comfortable in the Kyle Shanahan offense where he's going to come and he's going to do that. And the 49ers are going to easily win this game. Yes. Um, and that's what I think. And I think I th- I'm su- we brought, this is the Jet McKinnon episode. I want, I think Jet McKinnon's going to have over a hundred scrimmage yards and at least a touchdown. Yes. Yep. Yep. Same here. Same here. I, I think he'll have probably around, 60 to 75 rushing yards with probably about another 40 to 45 uh, uh, receiving yards. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a receiving touchdown. I'm, I'm gonna receiving say touchdown? I, I'm gonna say say he toasts Blake Martinez. All right. Well, you guys heard it from Travis right here. Jarek McKinnon is gonna be toasting Blake Martinez all game and get a touchdown on him. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening to the episode today. This is what we kind of have for you, um, and we'll be back next monday i want to say and then next friday so if you don't know my schedule it's friday and monday every week kind of a recap kind of a preview but we're going to talk more than just like previewing and recapping the games just because you can kind of get that content everywhere that's why we had the jet mckinnon episode today so if you haven't already heard if you're playing fantasy this week and you need a flex guy or a running back to stream jet mckinnon pick him up if you can get him and start him and expect the Niners to cover that line. I would take that bet, Niners minus three and a half. So, once again, thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks for coming on, Travis. Really appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on.